little that we read about daily in our newspapers or see on our television screens is but the outward projection of the evil that is first conceived and spawned within the human heart and mind. That is why, when she was asked how one could combat the woes of the world, St. Catherine of Siena said, The trouble with the world is me. That's why Schumacher insisted that the restoration of society must come from within and not from without. Without human hearts being changed from the inside, they'll never be changed for the better in our world. That's why Christ came, to change human hearts through God's love. You see, it's all too easy to blame God or ask why he does not prevent evil when it tears our lives apart or the lives of the innocent for whom we can do nothing but offer sympathy. But the truth of the matter is that God is at all times poised to possess anyone, anyone who is open to receive the love that only he can give. It is this love that brings the profound inner peace that Jesus promised on the night before he died, so that it can be shared with the world that will always be at war without it. However, and it is crucial to understand this, love cannot be forced on anyone who does not freely choose to receive it. If we are eaten up with hatred or jealousy, or possessed by pride or prejudice, or the desire for money, power, aggrandizement, or preferment, it is we, not God, who are responsible for destroying the peace and the harmony that he wants to bring to the world through us. It is our greed, our lust, our megalomania that is at fault. St. Catherine of Siena saw so clearly what she should do to enable God to change her and make her into the greatest politician for peace in her time. She went into the inner room in her own home to give prolonged periods of time to enable the love of God to purify her of all that could prevent her receiving the peace that she was able to share with the world around her. When St. John said that God is love, he was not trying to give a definition of love in itself, as a Greek philosopher would do. He was describing in his own language that God is loving and loving us continually. The teaching of the great saints and mystics is that this love was sent out by God through Christ on the first Pentecost day, and this love will continue to be sent upon us and into us to the end of time. However, God's love is not magic. We can only receive it into us if we continually turn and open our hearts to allow his love into us. As St. Peter put it, if we repent. The great mystic Angela of Foligno, who was a mother before she became a nun, said that prayer is the school of divine love, the scola divini amoris. Why? Because it is in prayer that we continually practice loving or repenting. For as many times as we turn away from distractions and temptations and turn back to God, we are in fact exercising the muscles of our hearts to enable acts of loving to become a habit of loving. This enables God's love, His Holy Spirit, to enter into our hearts as it reaches out to Him.
In prayer, then, our loving becomes like a lightning rod, or if you prefer, a lightning conductor, that becomes the means through which the fire of God's love, His Holy Spirit, enters into our hearts. The more regularly and the more persistently we pray, the quicker we are changed. Firstly, our hearts are changed, and then the rest of us. Once purified, our hearts become the medium, the means, or the prism through which every part of our body and soul becomes infiltrated by divine love and the infused virtues and gifts that are contained within this love, as the colours of a rainbow are contained within a single ray of light, as Sir Isaac Newton saw so clearly. While Jesus was on earth, we see this process taking place in his spiritual life, though his heart was never tainted with sin. Now Jesus is in heaven, sending the love that he received down upon us and into us, so that what was once done in him while he was on earth can be done also in us while we are on earth. He wants it to be done in us all, but only those of us who freely choose to open ourselves to his love can receive it and all the supernatural gifts that are contained within that love. Now love cannot be forced. Not even God's love can be forced on those who do not choose to receive it. Forced love is a contradiction in words. It is therefore totally impossible. Impossible in every way. It is physically impossible, metaphysically impossible, philosophically impossible, theologically impossible. So not even God can force his love on anyone any more than he can make a square circle. Because like forced love, it only exists on paper, in a person's mind, where two words or ideas that contradict each other can be placed side by side. But they have no meaning, no existence, no reality in the real world. In short, God cannot force his love on us any more than we can force our love on anyone else, or anyone else can force their love on us. We can only receive his love then if we freely choose to receive it. Nor do distractions prevent us from receiving God's love when we try to turn to him in prayer. St. Therese of Avila said that far from preventing us from praying, we cannot actually pray without distractions. As we turn away from them, we are in fact saying no to self and yes to God. We are learning how to love by practicing selflessness. This means that as we turn and open ourselves to him, in that very action, he opens himself to us to fill us with his love. That's why St. Francis of Assisi said that it is in giving that we receive. Prayer, then, is the place where we freely choose to receive God's love despite the unwanted thoughts, fantasies, and daydreams that try to distract us from receiving it. It is by daily trying to raise the heart and mind to God in prayer, by giving our time to be 
there and then our energy to keep trying to turn to him that God gives us the only love that can transform us into the image and likeness of Jesus through whom that love reaches out to possess us. That is why St. Teresa of Avila said, there is only one way to perfection, and that is to pray. If anyone points in a different direction, then they are deceiving you, and they are. In prayer, as we daily try to love God by acting selflessly, then over and over again, the love of God penetrates and then possesses us more and more. With love, all things are possible. With God's love, Everything is possible, even the impossible. This little book is written for those who are ready to accept this truth and are prepared to restructure their daily lives to make time for prayer where they can be transformed by the love that only God can give. Different forms and methods of prayer are only means to help keep us turning to God in prayer, keep raising our hearts and minds to him in love. What helps one person may not help another. What helps us at one time in our life might not help us at another. That's why this book is full of suggestions. There's no perfect means of personal prayer, only different means to help different people at different times to keep doing the one thing necessary that St. Peter told us to do at the very beginning, namely to keep turning to God, keep repenting, opening our hearts to the only one who can enthrall us and make us new. The message is so simple that it needs the simplicity of the child to see what cynics can only scoff at. We are not helpless. We can do something to combat the evil that we see in the world around us if we are only prepared to go like St. Catherine of Siena into the inner room. It is here that we can seriously turn to the only one who can first bring to us what he would bring to the world that he now chooses to serve through us. It is only in this way that his kingdom or his rule of love may reign where bitterness and hatred once rule before.